Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So you think they should move the mound back, I don't know, maybe one foot? Should they deaden the baseballs or add some more juice to them? You want to see shorter games? Runners on second in the extra innings. Is a no-hitter for seven innings really a no-hitter? We're talking baseball in the race with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. And, you know, Tom, it's interesting because you've covered every sport. Primarily, you started as a, mostly a beat writer for hockey. You've been a columnist, obviously, and done them all. I, for whatever reason, spent most of my career after covering high schools in the Gators for a couple of years in the NFL covering the Buccaneers. What's most people should know by now, but if they don't is that baseball is really both our favorite sports that that's sort of what we grew up on. That's that's right. sort of what we did, right. Was, was play that game and not the other games. But having said all that, you've done it all. Of course, covered uh, the Rays and Major Leagues. And I've covered. I've the covered Rays more as well. hockey games than any other sport. I easily. I mean, I've covered over a thousand, Absolutely. thousand hockey games right. more than any other sport. And I grew up. I grew up in a football town in, in Pittsburgh. But even like it, during a golden age too. I mean, the Steelers, Super Seventy Steelers. But, but the Pirates were. World but the Series Pirates were my back. team. I loved that Pirates team. They were my favorite sports team growing up. So Stargell, Willie Stargell, and Al Oliver, and all those guys. Yeah. Roberto Clemente. Roberto he, Clemente, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think I think the point that we're making is as much as you love uh, – or as much as you have covered football, as much as I've covered hockey, yeah. baseball is our favorite sports – is our favorite sport. And I think both you and I sort of come at it from a, a – like, like a true fan. We're not – we're not somebody who looks at who who just cares casually about baseball. No. We love the history of the game. You're obviously you grew up on it. Your dad's a legendary, uh, was a legendary baseball coach and player in St. Yeah. Petersburg, and so we come. It's our ideas aren't like like somebody who barely cares about the sport or oh we're really football fans, but we'll talk baseball too. No, you and I love the history. We love the tradition. We consider ourselves. I think both of us as as um, not necessarily old school, but like diehard baseball fans. No we doubt. love the game. No doubt. Favorite sport. Um, not my, Interestingly, I, I enjoyed playing basketball probably as much as I did just physically playing any sport. Um, but I spent more time and was better at baseball than anything else. So it's clearly what we enjoy the most. And we and, like to think we know the game. And we, we, well, we do know the game. I think. Right. I mean, there's no question about that, Tom. Who's going to challenge us? <laughs> um, I've forgotten more baseball than most people. You know, that that old thing. Um, I, I said that one day to somebody, and they looked at me like I was nuts. And you know what? They had every right to do that. But, you know, like I'm watching something. Like I'll watch a show like – or you listen to some radio shows or you listen or watch some TV shows, and, they're, and they primarily talk about football. And I get it. Football drives the engine that in this moves country. moves the needle, yeah. It's by far the most popular sport. I watch Get Up in the morning, and it's basically like, get up and talk football. It's That's <laughs> – it's all football. You should recommend that name. I know, <laughs> and, and and maybe they'll talk. It's kind of like Good Morning Football, but it should just be Get Up. It's time to talk football. <laughs> it may be the same show, really, when you think about it. It is, and they'll mention, you know, they'll talk NBA when NBA playoffs come around, and I get it. Right now, it's the drafts coming up, so everybody wants to talk about about oh, no, football. No. They talk about it fifty weeks a year. They do because that's the NFL has done its job of creating something for fifty weeks a year. And they and they give that programming because that's what people watch. I mean, sure. it's not it's not it's not a chicken or the egg thing. They respond to what viewers respond to. Absolutely. And my point being is, though, you listen to all these shows, particularly like radio shows and TV shows, and they'll talk football, 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 because that's what drives the engine. And then and then they'll say, okay, but we need we need to mention baseball. We'll mention this real quick. Blah blah blah. My 
I guess my overall point is we're not like that. We're not actual football guys who we're just going to mention baseball because, well, we have a team in town and we're obligated to talk about it. Like, I'm, I would love to talk about it, you know, all day. Sure. That's how much we love baseball. No question. So we've established our love for baseball. We cannot leave her. Um, that's our only one. So here's the thing. Um, it's undeniable. The statistics will show you that the game is losing fan base in terms of, you know, what the average age of people who watch the game. I mean, they're not attracting the younger fan. They just aren't right. That's true. The medium age of, of people who watch baseball is up there, like as in probably 45 plus. Right. I think, yeah, it's, I think it might even be higher. It might be yeah. higher than that. 50 plus, whatever. Um, but however, uh, you know, they, the game itself is aware of this issue. Um, and they, they are trying, I think to, uh, to do a couple of things. They're trying to make the games faster. Uh, and they're trying to increase the amount of action during the game. Um, and, and they're considering things, Tom. See, I, I see baseball as the perfect game in terms of its dimensions, in terms of the symmetry. You know, I think the mound is right where it should be, right? 60 foot, 6 inches. Um, you know, you draw a line between first and second base, bisects with home plate and second. Like the whole thing works for me uh, geometrically. And and it's been played that way for a long time. And I'm right? with you on that just real quick to say that I'm amazed to this day. If you had described this game to me, the mm-hmm. game of baseball, before I'd ever seen it, mm-hmm. you say somebody's going to throw a ball, they're going to hit it with a stick, mm-hmm. and you're going to put nine guys spread out over that big of an area. I'm like, you realize the score of these games is going to be like 200 <laughs> to 190. Right. You'll never get anybody out. How right. Will, and then you look at it and say, how did they know? Like, everybody is – they hit Their the ball right where the guy's going to be. Yeah, that's right. They're positioned more often than not exactly where they should be. And this yeah, was before shifts, even before shifts. Oh, yeah. We've never had games that were like 100 to 90. <laughs> no. It's never – it's, it's, the, the sport is, as you said, it's geometrically it's just perfect. It's, it's a perfect game, and, and um, I defy anybody to tell me otherwise. However – they are starting to talk about changing that geometry a little bit. And and I guess the overall like goal of baseball right now is how can we make it faster, right? We live in an age of you know microwave society, right? We live right. um you know information at our fingertips. Everything's fast, right? The most popular sports actually football is not that fast, but hockey is, basketball is, but we just live in a in a society that's moving all the time and it takes in a ton of information really quickly. So we're not as enamored by the romantic uh, pregnant pauses that baseball offers for you to talk to the person next to you between pitches. Like that's not exactly, first of all, you'd have to text the guy next to you between pitches, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, you're not going to have a conversation because actually to actually speak to somebody else as opposed to just, you know, send an emoji about how you feel, you know, with a hot dog emoji in your hand or whatever it is you want, a beer, um, that would require actual speech, you know, which I'm kind of knocking people that talk through emojis, I guess. Right. But I'm, I don't want to – I'm going to sound a little like the get-off-the-lawn guy right now, but get off my damn lawn, especially if my lawn is a green infield, right? I think that we might be – swinging the pendulum a little too far the other way if this makes sense to you and maybe again it's my generation it's not the people they're trying to appeal to now the newer customers and all of that but i think when you start talking about things like you know mound difference and uh you know how you're going to decide games and i'm not all that really geeked up about one way or the other about putting a runner on second extra innings but I think they got to be careful here because there's a purity to this game and it's sort of like you either get it or you don't, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't want to me there's, there's strategy. There's, you know, there's things that happen that if you understand what's the, what's going on, it's not that long. It's not boring. Do I want games to last four hours for nine innings? No. Um, you know, this notion that we're going to make a pitcher throw, three batters, you know, before you can come out and limit the trips to the mound. Okay. Um, but 
I'm worried that they may swing this to a place where they're not sure what the results are going to be. I get where you're coming from 100% on this, and I think the issue isn't necessarily length of games, although it that is an issue. I don't think it's the primary issue because people will watch – College football and college football games go on for four hours. Those are four and a half hours, a halftime alone. I mean, in the NFL, the NFL does the best job of it, right? It's a three-hour show. It's a TV show. You know it's three hours. Right. The the halftimes, though, Tom, are 17 minutes. And when I say 17 minutes, I mean from the time they blow the whistle until they blow it again. Until the guy kicks off again, yeah. Yeah. I think the issue that baseball has is it's not necessarily length of game. It's the dead time during the game. It's... Those more, I'll watch a game now, and I, I think I told you this. Like I got the, I get the package. I get the MLB package. If I sit and watch one game, just one game, start to finish, start to, I get bored. I do get bored, and I'm somebody who loves the game. But is that because that you're not interested in the teams, or just no? The game? Even it could be the race. It could be. So or, is the game actually lengthened because of how the guys are playing it, or because of the approach to it? What do you? Well, think? I, I think. Well, I, th- I have a couple ideas, but but my issue is is there's so much downtime that watching one game can be tough. Now, if I watch four games at once, I can enjoy it because you can you can flip through uh, through an at bat and, and miss. You won't miss much, even if you flip away for thirty seconds or so. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem right now, Rick, is they're trying to figure. Okay, how do we how do we and how do we kill this dead time? Honestly, my issue with baseball right now is how long an at bat takes because it's turned into it's strikeout or home run, strikeout or home run. Every at bat's five, six pitches, it seems like. And it feels like home run derby. But the big thing is guys stepping out of the box. And I know that sounds really like, oh, I mean, my day. But really, it's these at bats last so long. A, a, a full count at bat will last two, two and a half minutes, which is ridiculous. Guys stepping out after every pitch. And I think if you could somehow cut that down, that's going to help out. I don't like this idea of moving the mound back. But, Rick, I also, when we were younger, you had how many guys in the league could throw 98, 97? Are you I mean, kidding me? Like the biggest change. A handful, maybe. The biggest change in baseball is velocity. That's That's been the biggest difference. If the you velocity- have a pitching staff of, of 10 guys in your – 11 guys on your staff – and eight of them don't throw 97, then you got a bat. What's wrong with your staff? Like, everybody can throw 98 now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's really become a thing. And to the point where I know guys that are in college, um, may they may their arms, you know, avoid Tommy John before they make it to the majors. But um, it used to be that if you had a guy that threw 90, right, 90 was the goal, right? Come out of high school, you throw 90, automatic scholarship, right? Now 90 is not a thing anymore. Do you know that 93 is not a thing anymore? Like I'm talking to a kid that I know that plays college baseball, and he's like, I got to throw 95 to 97 to make it into pro That's baseball. That's unbelievable. Said, Are you kidding me? Like the human body really isn't. So what you have is a bunch of guys out there, max effort, right? Hope my arm holds together. Going to throw it as hard as I can every throw, every pitch. And then you're coming up. As much as anything, it, you know, we used to think that, well, too many breaking balls are going to end up with a bad arm. No, it's it's the velocity that these guys are trying to throw, um, in order to, you know, that's what they've been told. Um, the game itself, though, like, you know, baseball is sort of kind of they're, they're trying to find a sweet spot, and I and I think they got to be really careful because you're right. What what happened to the game? Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of data now, right? A lot of information, just tons of it. And the Rays take advantage of that information. It's not the information that's bad. It's just what you do with it, right, that, that separates organizations. Um, everybody has this at their fingertips now. But to me, you know, when, when players started realizing or decided, somebody told them, probably Bill James or whoever, you know, was, hey, a strikeout's not a bad thing. I grew up thinking the worst thing you could do was strike out. What do we say in life? Oh, you don't want to strike out. You know, oh, I struck out with her. Oh, I, you know, it was always a negative connotation. You know what? Sure. It's not a, not a bad thing anymore. Like, it's better than grounding into a double play, for example. So the idea is now you you throw as hard as you can. 
you swing as hard as you can. We would never think with two strikes of taking the kind of swing that we would in a 2-0 count. You know, that that we take the same swing or harder with two strikes on us. We'd never even dream of it. No. Right? And the whole idea is about launch angles. It's about velo coming off the bat. It's it's all these things that are sort of antithetical to the way the game had been played for over 100 years. And I think that that, as much as anything, the emphasis on on getting the ball in the air. And, and look, I don't even know that they're wrong. Like, I'd be curious to see if I had replayed my career and done some of those things, if maybe, you know, success would have come a little easier. But I think in doing that, you have turned this game into one of home run or strikeout. Yes. And and like you said, it takes a long time to strike somebody out. They could three and two, file a bunch of balls off. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, as Kevin Costner said, strikeouts are fascist, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, who wants to see that? But that's what it's become. And it got nine guys standing out there with nothing to do. And it's the pitcher against the hitter. And the ball either goes over the fence or he swings and misses. And it's just really a non-action game, right, in, in terms. So what they did, Tom, now they've deadened the baseballs. So now they come back and they go, well, we got too many home runs. We, want, we don't want to reward guys. Right for swinging for the yard every time up. Now we want action. Well, now they're caught in the middle, in right. my opinion. Now, now it's it's you know you can't. It's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube, so to speak. Right, and I know when you and I were growing up, Rick. I think one of the great things about baseball, and I think one of the things that makes baseball special, was statistics. We love yeah, absolutely. And batting average was one of those things that was, I was a big just deal. talking about this the other day. It was remember three hundred. Like anybody hit with 300, even 280, 290, 300, that was a big deal. And you never, we used to make fun of guys that hit below 200. Remember the Mendoza line? I was line? Yeah. just talking about this today. And now, guys, there are guys that come up who are hitting 190, who who play regularly, who get 400 in bats in a season. yes. And we don't even care anymore about their batting average. No. Because, well, you know, like you said, it's better to strike out than hit into a double play or, you know. And it ends up at the end of the day where the guy, if a guy can, and, I, and I'm not going to pick on, I don't mean to pick on one guy in particular, but I'll give you a perfect example. Mike Zanino is a guy perfect. that who who provides everything that you want in a catcher. He's mm-hmm. a really good defensive catcher, and he runs into one now and then. And we don't yeah, care yeah. about his average, and we nope. don't care about anything other than if he can run into one now and then. And if he can run into 20 to 25 a year and catch the way he catches – He's a bargain as a catcher. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a good catcher at that. And that's not his fault. That's just the way the game has turned into. Tom, every guy, with the exception of Joey Wendell, I believe, and maybe now Randy Orozarena, I have to check the stats. There isn't a guy hitting three hundred, but more than that, there's a bunch of guys not hitting two hundred. And I know you can say, Well, it's early. It's early. It's almost May. Like Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, no one's concerned about it. No one no one even bats an eye. It's like, yeah, he steps up. He's 0 for his last 36. You're like, wait a minute. If I went 0 for 36 in college, first of all, I'd never get 36 at-bats. I wouldn't get 36 at-bats in my career if I didn't have a hit. And I, right. I realize they're playing 162 games, and maybe I'm playing 45 or 50. But at the end of the day, batting average mattered, Right. Like that was that mattered. Striking out was not good. Like they wanted you to make contact, move the ball, move runners, whatever. And nowadays, I look at the Rays. I look at teams all over the Major League Baseball, and it's like if you're hitting two seventy, I go, "Wow, he's having a pretty good year." Two seventy. <laughs> Absolutely. When the hell I'm, I'm looking. We... I'm looking at Mike Zanino again, not to pick on him, but he's, he, I think right? he's a prime example. Yeah. He's, oh, his 162-game average for his career, this is yeah. what he averages yeah. over 162 games, yeah. a 200 batting average, 200, mm-hmm. right on the money. Yeah. Mendoza. Mendoza line, 25 homers, 66 RBIs. Mm-hmm. I'll take – that's 195 strikeouts. Right. That's amazing. It's more than a strikeout a game, but it's mm-hmm. a home run every third or fourth game mm-hmm. and an RBI every, every third game. That's, uh, that's pretty good. For a guy yeah. these days. Back then, he never would have lasted hitting 200. Now, let me yeah. ask you about this. This idea about – I read it was a really good story. Sports Illustrated basically said the shift ruined Jay Bruce's career. Jay Bruce is out of baseball because of the shift. He mm-hmm. couldn't adjust to it. How do you feel about outlawing the shift or do you feel, hey, 
I you give me you're telling me I get to have nine guys in the field, including a pitcher and a catcher. I can put those guys anywhere I want, and you have to avoid you have to hit them where they ain't. That's on you, not me. How do you feel about regulating the shift in some way? Well, again, you know the game has become about statistics and analytics, and you have to play them for 162 to make them fa- you know go in your favor. Um, so you have to be consistent about that. Like a lot of people. You'll watch a game and there'll be a critical situation, right? And you'll see four infielders on one side and one infielder on the other side. And invariably, with a runner in scoring position, the guy will just dribble one through the open field and you'll go, God, that would have been a double player. God, that's that's right where the shortstop would have been. What you don't add up are all the balls that they lace over. You know, we used to be taught, hit the ball back up the middle, right? That was the place between second base and shortstop. You got the guy on the mound. You wanted to try to, like, be center field approach, right? Here, everything back. Nowadays, you know, your shortstop or your third baseman may be standing behind second base. Unprecedented, right? Sure. So there's a part of me that goes, man, that really sucks. Because as Joe Madden, my good friend, Joe Joe Ma, as you know, (laughs) we're we're like that. Um, As Joe would tell me, uh, you know, we're producers, not directors. In other words... You know, you got to stick with the process, try to square up as many balls, barrel up as many as you can, well-struck baseballs. And then after that, you really can't control where they go. You can't direct them, right, away from the infielders. But you know what these other guys have are all the numbers. And, Tom, it's ridiculous. It's to the point where do you know when this guy has a 2-0 count that he hits a fly ball 67% of the time to center field? Like, it's not even, like positioning, all of that, right? So as far as shifts go, it seems to be a little bit of a cop-out for the for the batter to say, you know, we're going to make these guys play straight. We're not going to let them put the shift on. I mean, if the object of the game is to score runs and to get on, and that just goes back to your first conversation about hitting home runs. You know, most guys are going to try to pull the ball and try to try to hit the ball, you know, down the lines or to right field or left field if they're right or left-handed. And so they're hitting right into the shift. But if the object is to get on and get them over and get them in, you should be able to control the bat a little bit. I mean, I remember playing – you remember playing this game when you didn't have enough guys to play. You didn't have nine players. You mean on a sandlot? Play four on four, yeah. You play four on four. You'd say, call your field. And when and you say if you hit, call, if you if hit, you hit it, it to the, to other the field, wrong field, you're out. You're out because you didn't even have yeah. a, a so if, So if left there, field yeah. is open, I got to pull the ball if I'm left-handed or I'm out. So you had to learn how to control the bat a little bit. But see, I think what's happening in baseball now, Rick, is that if I'm a left-handed hitter and I go and I'm a dead pull hitter, yeah, and you put you know you put the second baseman in short right field and the third baseman four infielders staying, over there. Yeah, there's four infielders over there. And I can't hit the ball to left field, so the only way that I'm going to go up to the plate is if I feel like I'm going to hit it over. I can't hit it through you, and I can't I hit it the launch. other way, so I I'm going to have to hit it over you. That's I'm right. going to have to hit it into the stands. That's right. And that's the only way. And that's what turns this game into. And the thing is, Rick, when you look at – I hate when we – well, look at the attendance. That's what baseball always goes back. Attendance is great. I don't think you can – I don't think attendance is the gauge because I think a lot of people, families, whatever, go to games – because it's some, it's a fun thing to do. Going to baseball games, like going to any sporting event, it's a fun night. And I, I would guess, I don't know this for a fact, but my guess is a night going to a baseball game is probably cheaper than going to any of the other sports. Uh, I in terms agree with of tickets, that. Yeah. You know, and especially with you know with the Rays here, I, it's much cheaper and easier to go to a Rays game than it is a Lightning or Bucks game. Right. So I, I don't know that we can that that's the gauge that we want to use. Like, well, attendance is great because that's what baseball likes to do. Plus, you play 162 games. Um, obviously, your attendance is going to be way up. But you do need to be concerned about, you know, are those people who go to the game on Monday, are they watching the game on TV on Tuesday and Wednesday? You know, so th- those are the things I need that I think baseball should worry about. And that's where my concern is. Like, I don't know. I don't want to move the mom back because I, I am a big believer, Rick. Same thing with – We've talked about this in basketball. Well, maybe we should move the rim up. You know, too many guys dunking. Well, you're going to go to every high school gym in the country and move the, <laughs> you know, and that's what, I mean, think about baseball. Like how many baseball fields are going to have to move the mound back on, you know, 400,000 baseball fields in this country or however many there are. That's ridiculous. But um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that uh, that that would help your arms very much if you did that. <laughs> you had to, right, because guys are still going to try to throw 97. And right, I don't, imagine you know. the breaking ball. You've you heard of the 55 foot curveball. Well, I've always um, felt, Rick, if you if you call the strike zone, the way, open up the strike zone so guys will swing the bat more. Make it right. You, I mean, call it the way it's you know supposed the way to be called. It's written in the rule book. Yeah, yeah, letters letters to the, the knees to the knees, mm-hmm. and maybe lower to the you know mid shin. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and give them you know a, an inch or two on on either side of the plate. But see we, now, but but now when you do that, now you're now you're reducing the amount of offense. And we know that chicks dig the long ball. And, and well, you I don't, don't know. Wanna, I mean, do we it, I think guys will swing goals? instead of working the count instead of trying to you know take oh, so pitches. Theory, just your off theory the, is they go up there hacking. They'll go up there hacking, put the ball in play. You get a good pitch, swing at it, hit it. Yeah. That's that's I mean that those that's where I would start. I would start with. Let's start with the rules that are by enforcing the rules that already exist. Instead of saying, "Okay, let's move the mound back," or "Let's move the you know the fences back." The problem is that the way they're swinging it is they're trying to launch, and so it really wouldn't matter, you know, where you were standing. Because but don't you get the sense, though, Rick? I mean, the strike zone is so small now that guys can sit on. Like, I'm going to sit on. I'm going to get a pitch to hit. Or he's going to walk me, or he's going to have to groove one. At some point, it's a bat. He's going to groove one. Whereas if you open up the strike zone a little bit. Now I feel like oh, that's a strike. I better swing at it. Yeah, yeah. See, here's the thing: you'll never get me to agree with pitchers. I, I, <laughs> I think they have a huge advantage. It's not fair. I mean, it's a hard thing to do to, especially nowadays. Like you mentioned, I mean, these guys are throwing 98 miles an hour, and then they have this wicked breaking stuff and changeups and all this kind of stuff. It's hard to hit, man. It's, it's, you know, it's it's just really hard. No, um, it is. So I. I think you. I think you probably need to try to create more offense, and maybe that's the idea about the mound going back by a foot. I would imagine you're trying to to help the hitter. Boy, I can imagine. Can you imagine all the differences that? And I, maybe this is what they want. There'll be more stolen base. There, there'll be more stolen bases if you move the uh, move sure the mound back. Would. Sure, you would. Um, which I'd be fine. I love stolen I'm okay bases. With that. That's a big yeah. thing. That remember back in the day. Ricky Guys Henderson. still 70, 80, 90, 100 bases a year. Yeah. Now you don't have teams that still 80 bases a year. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, they, it's become sort of a stayed type game. You know what I mean? It, it is the long ball or, or bust. And, um, and, and, you know, and now, like I said, I think the ball this year, to me, I've watched many games where a guy would strike a ball and I go, oh, that's gone. And they're not going anywhere. They, they have intentionally – and they will admit this dead in the baseball. So now again, we're kind of caught in between because these guys are still up there swinging from the heels. They're just not getting rewarded for good contact. Right. So it's really weird now. It's like, you know, uh, theoretically, if this happens all year, you're going to have lower scoring games and less action, you know, because guys are going to be flying out to the warning track. So I don't know. My, my thing would be, and, and it's just me. I think baseball is fine the way it is. Like I, um, I went to a game, I covered a game the other day. It was um, a one to nothing game, which you don't see much in Major League Baseball. Um, the Rays were shut out, and you know one team used six pitchers, the other team used five. The Rays didn't have a runner past second base. Um, I think there were a total of eleven hits in the entire game, and yet I was okay with it. Like, but how long was it? How long was that game? It, it, you know what? I'd have to check. That game may have still gone over three hours. I and I don't did. understand how. Like, it didn't seem like guys were stepping out of the box and wandering around. I actually think, and and from the race standpoint, this really happened was that they worked quick. You know, to me, it's it, it, as much as people say, "Well, the guy steps out," and he's, you know what? Get on the mound and throw the ball. Like, I don't. I've never understood why pitchers don't want to work quick because as a hitter. The more time you gave me to think about things, the better I was I was going to calm down and see the ball and you know do all my little battery of checks. In the meantime, if I go up there and it's strike one, and then before I know it, here comes the ball and it's strike two, and I've been in the batter's box for about 12 seconds, and you got me 0-2, now, now the game has sped up on me. And to me, what you want to do as a pitcher is speed the game up for the hitter because it's hard to hit. It's hard to guess. It's hard to say, well, he's, he, this is the way he pitched me last time. And, you know, I, you know, it's one and one. He started me with the curve. And then I got the – like, you're constantly going through this, like, mental gymnastics. And if, if you allow me to step out or you step off the mount, I don't understand why guys don't work fast in the first place. 
just weird right. to me. Like, yeah, I, no, I'm I think with that's you your that. advantage. But I'm I'm not one to think that baseball needs all this stuff. You know, like they didn't want, uh, you know, and I I played, you know, coached youth ball where they started with the Texas uh, tiebreaker rule with the runner on second. I don't know if I like it, Tom. I don't know. I I, I don't want games to go forever, but by the same yeah. token. I don't um, know. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that too. I, I have seems weird. I, so like hockey, not, like how do you feel about three on three uh, overtimes? I don't mind the three on three overtime. I'm actually I was I was okay with ties, but then then what ends up happening with ties is you end up having teams who aren't very good and they go on the road and they're playing a really good team and they're satisfied with ties, so they play for they're ties. trying to get a tie. Yeah, and there's a feeling that fans leave unsatisfied. I'm you know, we we can do a whole podcast on this someday. The, the right. three on three, I'm fine with. The shoot, I don't even mind the shootout, but I know a lot of people don't. My idea is, okay, we're already sort of gimmick, gimmicking up the game and right. going three-on-three. Three. How about three-on-three three with no offsides? You know, just, yeah, just, right. It's just full, you know, just complete, like crazy. complete pond hockey. Yeah, it's, like, you know, if you want a game, then no shootout, you know. They're talking also, I think one of the leagues they were talking about in baseball by going to a, basically a home run derby if the game's tied. That's cray-cray. That is, that is crazy, so. Right. Now, I'll tell you what I have changed my mind on, Rick. And I do think I'm a little different than you. I, I don't think the game's quite perfect anymore. I think it needs it needs to do something to speed these games up and, and to create more action for during the game. But the one thing I don't mind that I used to really be bugged by is, is showboating. The bat flips, I'm totally on board with it now. The whole Love it. Love it. Tatis and... Love and, it. Trevor Bauer like strutting on the mound like awesome. I think it's tremendous. I love it. And and this idea of a guy hits a hits a bomb and flips his bat and runs down the line pounding his chest like if you hit the next guy or you hit him when he comes up again now you're I think you're a jerk now. Like well don't give up the home run then. It's not your fault. It's not, you know, it's not his fault the guy hit a home run off you. So I love the no, bat and flipping I, and, and the showboating. Love it. Hundred percent, and I and I think that um, you know if you think it's so damn easy and he shouldn't celebrate, how about you go up there and grab a bat and see how easy it is? It's really right. hard. So, you know, yeah, I'm with you, and I think you know, um, particularly we we did this even when we were doing radio. Um, you know, I, I think Latin players in particular have a certain flair. Um, you know, you've seen it with Randy Rosarina, a Cuban player for the Rays, um, look into the dugout, flip the bat get his teammates fired up. Like, to me, all of that is good. And I don't think it's going away because, let's face it, we live in a TikTok society right now, um, you know, where everybody has a selfie and everybody's going to do something that they're going to post later on social media. But I'm cool with it. Like, and, I, and I'm and i with you. I think what, what Bauer said and did is exactly right. Like, what's the point? We're going to dot the next guy or we're going to hit him the next time he's up? Like, come on. Right. Like, like you know, so if I strike you out, you know, and I make you look bad. Are you going to throw the bat at me next time? Like what, (laughs) you know, you know what I mean? Like, how are you going to show me up? You know, like I did my job and, and, and now, now you want to, you want to take offense to it. So, um, no, I, I absolutely, I think, and that's the sort of thing, those highlights, right. That, that, the, the bat flips and, um, you know, sort of the pounding of the chest, whatever wants to go on. I'm all for it. Yeah. Good. Bring it on, man. I hope, you know, it's sad because like the NFL, just had their meetings and they decided, you know, if there's one thing we want to enforce more next year, it's taunting. We're tired of the taunting. And I'm like, why? You know, like, you know, I, I think of Antoine Winfield Jr. after Tyree Kill had went off for 200 in the first quarter the last time they played him. They shut him down and and, and Hill had given Winfield the peace sign on his way to the end zone the first time they played. And for doing that, Antoine Winfield, for doing it back to Hill in the Super Bowl, I got fined. Like, are you kidding me? That's stupid. Like, that's yeah. the dumbest thing in the world. Like, and I don't want like just unbridled celebrations and you know, guys twerking and doing whatever. You know, like you can't, you can't just do anything. But by the same token, like you know, if you make a good play and you want to tell somebody about it or beat your chest, I'm all for it. Nah, you want to give up there and give them the Cena. You can't see me. Like, I'm all yeah, for it, man. It's yeah. hard It's hard to do. Like, this is not an easy game to play. It, hell, if it was that easy, we'd all be playing it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Right. That's what Trevor Bauer said. Somebody asked him about Fernando Tatis Jr. 
showboat, and he's like, you know how hard it is to hit a baseball? No like, kidding. Guy, it's a home run. Let him celebrate. Now, the other question, though, Rick, Tatis did this the other day. Well, yeah. we don't know exactly what he did. We don't. It doesn't. It looked like he peeked back, and maybe he didn't see the sign that was coming, but he sort of saw where the catcher was setting up, perhaps. That's, That's on not you. cool, right? Or no, not? it's on you. Yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, I guess the pitcher, if he sees him peeking in, like he can throw one behind his ear. That's his prerogative. I mean, but, we don't condone that. I mean, but no. But my, one... my my thing is like, it's hard to hit, man. Like, yeah. But are are we okay with with the with the guy looking at signs from the batter's box? Is either that what looking we're at about? looking yeah, turning where you're around, setting looking, up, looking around at signs, or seeing where you're setting up because yeah, that's well, you... generally considered a you know, Rick. That's generally considered like eh, that's crossing the line a little bit. See, to me, I don't care. Okay, so then how did you feel about the – now, the Astros, because they were using electronics, is that where we have the problem? Well, the Astros cheated, Tom. Because <laughs> we don't like them. But no, how, no. I how's mean, that they, different they, than me turning around they, looking at this They took sign. a garbage can, and they it's you know one if by curve, two if by fastball. What do we – I mean, how's that different though that if I'm standing at the plate and I turn around and look at the catcher and say, "Oh, because one we're fastball. relaying, we're actually relaying signs by by you know beating." Uh, but isn't it the end result the same? I'm I'm finding out what the pitch is before it comes. That's the same thing. What, well, they did. I mean, did they? Yeah. Did, did they use electronics? Do we think that they went beyond? Well, that, just the that stealing was the of difference. They, because they, look, I, I've. I've they use cameras. Third, they use cameras to do. It. I've played third base. I've been a, a runner on third base, and I've coached third base. And all, every time I was down there, I'm looking at signs. You know, there's a reason why the catcher, you know, puts his glove, you know, beneath his knee so that the guy coaching the third base box doesn't see what he's how many fingers he's putting down. But yeah, you know, I don't understand the difference though between relaying the sign to somebody, whether you do it with a garbage can or. Or if you turn around and look, or if a guy's on second base and it touches his head, it's all the same result, which is I'm telling the batter what pitch is coming. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you can't get homing pigeons and send it up there with a little note. I mean, I, I mean, there's why not? There's I mean, if, it's, if the same result is, hey, fastball's coming. How does it matter how I get you that information if I'm just telling you fastball's coming? Do we you know really want them banging on 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 water? How's that different than cooler? me as a batter turning around and looking? What's the difference? I don't uh, see a difference. Now, I have a problem with all of it. I don't think a batter should turn around and look. I think that's... that's what do you care? Because I don't think it's right. I don't think... You what never did that, so? did you? Did you ever look back? I looked to see if he was inside or outside. I could First of all, I had good spatial awareness. Yeah, you could... I mean, peripherally, you could... Plus, I knew they weren't going to ever throw it inside, so it didn't really matter. It was always going to be... That's why I'm not in baseball. <laughs> I was going to throw an Uncle Charlie and just the slider. And- the slider is what got me out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, you know, they I mean, could have told you it's like Trevor, or like who was that? Was that Zach Granke? You're like two, here comes two. I'm throwing a curveball. Hit it. Oh, I had a friend of mine. We were playing fall ball at Eckerd college and it was the only time like is the old thing. Like, and this is the thing. Like I, I get it in major league baseball where they throw a hundred and then they throw 86 and the same guys throwing the ball. So it's nice to know what's coming. Yeah. I had a guy. Screwed me up so bad. I had a guy at Eckerd College. We were playing. My former high school teammate played for Eckerd, and we were playing fall ball. And I was at, uh, at St. Pete College. And um, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? A good friend of mine. And I said, oh, good, Jerry. And he goes, okay, here comes fastball. Uh, and I, I, kind of, I stepped out, and I went, what? He goes, I'm going to tell you what's coming. I go, really? He goes, yeah. And I didn't believe him, right? Now, this is a guy I cheated algebra off his paper on a test, and he let me do it. I should have trusted him, right? So I'm up there. He goes, fastball. Sure enough, one, fastball. Don't swing. Streak. All right, let's try a slider here, Rick. I go, what? Yeah, here comes. Here comes number number three. And sure enough, slider comes. That whacked me out more than not knowing. Like I'd have had a much better at bat if he had not told me anything and I was just looking for hard stuff or location or whatever I do up there. Um, so I don't know, like there's a certain pressure that comes with what's coming, <laughs> but at that level, I mean, let's be honest, if you, you know, if you're facing Tyler glass now and you know, it's not a hundred and a hundred and one, that's gotta be a huge advantage. Don't you think? Cause we've well, seen, they, I mean, that's what everybody says with that Houston scandal. We watched Jose Altuve forget back on a breaking ball right after one oh one came to him and launch like, yeah, for, like yeah, he was I mean, playing slow pitch softball. 
You know, yeah, I've heard I've heard major leaguers say that if you I could I at could at that level stay yeah. I could stay in the, I could have stayed in the league longer or I would have been a Hall of Famer if I if I knew what pitches were. It's coming. too big of an advantage, but at least if you're the one that has to detect it versus some audible, you know, coordinated sound yeah. thing or light thing or I I don't know what they. Well, were now doing. the defense, the defense, the team that's in the field can can. It's almost like I was. I was watching one of my favorite all-time movies the other day. Smoking the Bandit was on, and there's that scene where he's like, "Well, how are we gonna, he, how are we gonna get past the cops?" He goes, "Well, if we get on your CD, if I, if we say we're gonna be on uh, on Channel 21, we're not going on 21. We're gonna be on 19, <laughs> and if we're gonna say on 19, we're gonna be on 42. That's then that's how I feel. Like, okay, just don't put down one, two, three, four. You know, just mix up your signs. Well, now you it's even more complicated. It. Now it's like you know indicators and oh, I know. You know, they change it three times with a runner on second. Well, I was covering the other day and did my one raise game um, just this past Sunday, and Rich Hill was going to be the next day starter. And unsolicited, he goes, "Well, you know, I've been prone to the beginning." And I'm paraphrasing here, and he goes, "You know, um, it just seems like it keeps happening. Like there's a runner on second, and you know, I don't." I mean, I gotta have to do a better job with my glove of disguising my grip because, you know, he could be relaying signs into the catcher, and I'm thinking, really? That's like you crazy. think you think that's what's going on? And that, <laughs> like, but but guys do tip pitches. You know, they're they're really you know good at picking up little subtleties and deliveries and things like that. And I suppose you could you know have a have a whistle or a first name and come on, babe, or come on, Tom, or whatever. They could tell you what's coming. And to me. I don't have a, pro- a big problem with that. It's up to you to kind of do a better job of hiding what you're doing. But you know, I'm 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 no okay. I'm just okay with it. I, I don't I don't go nuts. But what the Astros did, I think, systematically, and the fact that it was you know team wide, it seemed, and manager approved, or you know, a lot of guys in the front office paid their their jobs for it. Probably not the best idea the way they did it. But do teams look for advantages? Yeah, I mean that's. That goes if you ain't if you ain't cheating you ain't trying right I no, mean a little right. bit right yeah I mean, right little... and it's and it's something I I would I guess the argument you can make against is like I said you could almost take the Smokey and the Bandit approach you know and and change mm-hmm. your signs that that now if if you are yeah. if you use steroids or you cork your bat or you use pine tar on your fingers or whatever that now you're cheating but if you're picking up on something that I'm doing. That's right. on me. Maybe you could make that argument. Although I let's right. all agree, we still hate the Astros, and we're going to boo them. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, yeah, that's that's true. But Hey, last thing I wanted to ask you real quick. That, mm-hmm. So that Madison Bumgarner throws a seven-inning no-hitter, and they're not going to count it as a no-hitter. Are we okay with that? Or what's Should that be a no-hitter? Um, to me, it's a no hitter. The game was, was scheduled for seven innings and he did not allow a hit for the, the game that was scheduled for seven. Now that was the duration of the predetermined duration of the game. It wasn't like they said, Hey, we're going to play nine. No, you know what? Halfway through the game, we're going to just play seven. No, that game was scheduled for seven. They didn't get a hit for those seven innings. To me, it's a no hitter. Yes, um, exactly. I, I don't understand why. Well, you know, we didn't throw a nine. Inning. Well, Let's go back out there two more innings. I know the game's over. I know you scheduled it for seven, but I want to. I want to throw a no hitter. So you know what? We're going to give you two more at bats to see if I can f- pull this off. Come on. Well, man. here's the other thing. It's like okay, we're going to count everything that happened in that game except for the fact that it was a no hitter. Well, so we're so if we're not going to count as a no hitter, right. then anybody hit a home run in a game uh, it doesn't count. We're not what if a guy hit a cycle? Yeah. What if he? What if he? Uh, right. You know, but I mean, I get it. You're saying you're saying that he didn't do the work. He didn't get 27 outs. You know, um, which is usually required, but hell, you set the game time, like right? You, made, did, you set the game. He went out there and did. It. Like I said, if we're not going to count the no hitter, then let's not count. Why are we counting the score? Let's right. if it's not a real game. I mean, you, saying, could, you could argue, Tom, that the that the team 
you know, the offensive team, the batters knew they only have seven innings to score. You could argue that there's a heightened sense of urgency with every at bat. You could argue that that players are up there swinging, you know, as opposed to waiting and knowing that well, we got nine, we'll get them in the eighth, we'll get them in the ninth. no. You got to go. You got to go now. That that changes the aggressiveness of the team you're facing. So all of it kind of, I mean. Maybe it's harder in that circumstance. You know, I think that, it was a no hitter. I think it should be kind of no hitter. If you want to put a little asterisk next to it and say it was seven yeah, innings, I agree. that's fine. Well, and you know, it's funny is baseball has that problem. Football does not. They're about to go to seventeen games in the NFL. Do you think anybody's going to give a a two whatevers that you know some dude? Well, he rushed for a thousand, but he did it in seventeen games. He threw for five thousand, but he did it in seventeen games. No one's going to care. They no, don't care and then, in football. No one is going to care. And the thing is, over the years, the sports, particularly baseball, nothing was different from like 1927 to about 1990, you know? Right. The game was played the same. And then, so now all of a sudden we're going to, you know, the, statistic, the statistics, you can't compare now what, to what happened in, during Babe Ruth's day or whatever. You know, it's just the game right. has changed. So why why do we care about the statistics? We can't care about the the, the stats the way we used to because they, they're not the same anymore. Same thing with football. I mean, guys now throw for five thousand yards in a year. That you know, yeah, because you can't hit a receiver or a quarterback, so it's a little easier, don't you think? Right, right. And the, the yeah. way the game has changed, and specialty players, and now we're talking about look back in the nineteen how hard, how easy was it to hit in the nineteen thirties? We're going to worry about batting averages compared to guys today back in 1930 when there were no black players in the league and there were no Latino players, you know, Latin players in the league and, and got the gloves were basically like gardening gloves on their hands, <laughs> which they would leave at their position for the other team, for the other team to wear, which is How still did you the, not hit 400 back which, then. That was, to me is the, yeah, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of, but yeah, guys exactly. throwing guys throwing uh, 400 innings a year to use the same two baseballs for the whole game. <laughs> Like how, oh. how do you even count the stats? I don't, I don't even know what Hack Wilson, how you compare Hack Wilson to Mike Trout. How do you do it? You, know, you can't even do it. Uh, with a name like Hack, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, there is no comparison. But you're right. Like the game, the game was a little, di- little bit different back in the day. And uh, you didn't have guys coming in, you know, hey, this righty-righty matchup, he throws 98 against this, this right-handed batter. And, oh, we're going to, now we have a lefty up. We're going to bring in a specialist for him. I mean. <laughs> You can't tell me that, you know, guys just letting it go um, for all of one or two batters wasn't different than when a hey, guy's when a, out there throwing 200 pitches and smoking four darts to, in a game. You know, Between I mean, double headers, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I saw a picture the other day. Well, I'll let you out on this one. I saw a picture the other day of uh, Sparky Anderson. I saw. I knew you were going to say this. Keep going. This is awesome. So, like, my favorite website now, and I send you these all the time, and you send them to me too sometimes, is the 70 Sports. Super 70 Sports. Super 70 Sports on, on Twitter. Twitter yeah. It's phenomenal. Like, it, whoever does it is is not only, like, gets great photos and things, but he's hysterical, or she. Um, That's a and, guy, yeah, yeah. And so there was a picture of Sparky Anderson uh, as he as he appeared when he managed the seventy five Reds, the big red machine, and the dude has you know for lack of a better description, kind of a leathery tan face, white hair, right, just gray as turned as white as white can be, and I would say, and he, he was Sparky was an, he was a fit guy, but I would say he looked about sixty five, maybe right. six, maybe sixty. He looked like maybe in his sixties, right? He did. Um, and, and maybe it's because his hair has turned white at an early age, whatever. But he looked 60, and the reality was is that he was exactly and is exactly, or was at that time, the same age as Tom Brady. <laughs> he was 44 years old or 43 years old. And you put these two together and you go, wait a minute. Like, this can't be. You know, I know it was unbelievable so when funny. I saw that. It reminded me of somebody a couple of years ago pointed out that when when Tom Cruise made Mission <laughs> yeah. Impossible, whatever yeah. it was for, he was the same age as Wilford Brimley Wilford when Wilford Brimley, Brimley made Cocoon. Cocoon, <laughs> which says a lot about Wilford Brimley, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, I saw that movie. That movie was on TV the other day. It was for- Cocoon. Yeah, 
It was filmed in uh, St. Petersburg. Partly in St. Petersburg. Treasure yeah, Island on Bogusiega yeah. Bay. And they used the, I think they used the, the house the on pool. Park Street. Yeah. Yeah, the pool over by Admiral Farragut High That's School. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, it was uh it was it's a mansion actually over there that had an indoor pool. That's right. It was that part of a house. Yep. And we used to fish off of there all the time. That's in my old hood, so yeah. And I anyway. believe Ron and I believe Ron Howard, I know why well, I, I know Ron Howard used to eat lunch almost every day at Munch's. That's right. Diner over there in, in South St. Pete, which was mm-hmm. not far from where they were filming. So, yeah, when they were filming, place, they, by the they, way, they closed up Park Street like they had the floodlights on and you had to go around. It was back in the day. So, yeah, uh, I think we've solved all the problems in baseball. <laughs> um, and all they have to do is name us commissioner. But, yeah, don't get so don't get so wigged out about it. I mean, the game the game's still going to go on. You know, it's uh, baseball, Ray, as much like a <laughs> – Steam engines through you know, through time, whatever, uh, whatever that speech is. So we got uh, you need to check out Tom Jones's newsletter, uh, for lack of a better term. That's what it is, a newsletter. Blood letter. That's what I call it, a blood letter. I pour out my veins every single day. You to really, get that thing. you really do a, 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 an exhaustive search on some of those things. Oh man, like you read a lot. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's going on? Uh, uh, lots. We got a this? Biden speech. We got uh, mm-hmm. masks. We got coronavirus. We got vaccines. We got everything. A lot of stuff going on. So Terrific. My my uh, daughter got quarantined for the first time this year. Really? Yeah. Close close contact with a student who tested positive. Wow. And she's fine. And um, I needed her at home more. So you know. And no, the, I, and the I, renovations I, still going on at the house. Need, oh God! Can I just tell you? Listen, next, I don't know if people have been through these massive renovations, but like if you can imagine, okay, so say you're going to build a house and you're building the house, but while they're building it, you're living in it, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's construction guys through all day. There's, they're, they're cutting cement. They're pouring concrete. They're, um, you know, putting on just plumbing, turning. This is a good one. So the, they have to turn the water off, you know, because when they're working on plumbing, you can't have the water flood the house. Well, how long is it going to be off? Because you don't realize, like, you need that for, I don't know, going to the bathroom, washing your hands. Right, like, yeah, everything. Yeah, so you're living in a home that at different times may not have water or electricity or whatever, whatever that thing is. What it does have is a lot of noise. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of noise, my man. So, yeah, we're going to live through that that thing and uh, when we do it'll be nice uh, if I survive it so anyway check out Tom Jones pointer.org thanks Tommy great conversation man yeah thanks Rick ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 